Igniting Hope Ministries welcomes you. Prepare yourself to listen to a message that will spark hope and renew your mind. Hi, Steve Backlund here from Igniting Hope Ministries. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. The title of today's message is Positive Thinking versus Biblical Optimism. Before I get into the message, I want to let you know that Wendy and I, my wife Wendy and I, on April 29th and 30th, here in Redding, California, are doing a two-day event called the Abounding Hope and Joy Conference. Hey, if you like these podcasts and you've been thinking about taking a trip to Redding and maybe visiting Bethel Church as well, that might be it, April 29th, 30th. You can find out about that on ignitinghopeacademy.com. And if you can't be with us, we will also have an online version that you could participate in. When Once my wife, Wendy, gets into the mix, and many have heard her speak, you know how powerful it is. And we're going to take some of our best content plus recent revelations. And our team is going to be ministering. We've got a great team. It's going to be a celebrative, joy-filled, prophetic, encouragement, <laughs> encouraging, hope-filled event. Hey, let's talk about positive thinking versus biblical optimism. I frequently say this, I am not a proponent of positive thinking, but of biblical optimism. Certainly, positive thinking has its benefits, but we cannot simply have a mind-over-matter approach in our thinking. Our positivity needs to be anchored to something eternal and unchanging, and that's what really makes it positive. Now, positive thinking is this. Let me just give you a definition. Positive thinking means we approach unpleasantness in a more positive and productive way. (laughs) I like that. Positive thinking means we approach unpleasantness in a more positive and productive way. We think the best is going to happen, not the worst. And, And this thought is just kind of doing some research on it and this thought as is as early can be found as early as the first century there was a writer named epictetus he said this the thing that upsets people is not so much what happens but what they think about what happens i like that the thing that upsets people is not so much what happens but what they think about what happens. Norman Vincent Peale, a Methodist minister, wrote the best-selling book, The Power of Positive Thinking. He wrote it in 1952, and 15 million copies have been sold. I've read it, and it really impacted my thinking and my theology through giving me biblical insights into the power of beliefs. Now, when I say I am not a proponent of positive thinking, I am saying that positive thinking apart from a committed relationship with Jesus is lacking the most important ingredient to our positivity. If we try to live Romans 12, 2, where it says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind without first establishing Romans 12, 1, where it says, I pre- it says, present your bodies as a living sacrifice, then our mind renewal and our positivity will have a deception in it. Let me say that again. If we try to live 
Romans 12, 2, where it says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind without the establishing of Romans 12, 1, where it says, present your bodies as a living sacrifice, then our mind renewal will have deception in it. With that said, I believe many believers would greatly benefit by listening to biblically-based positive thinking teachers and preachers. Let me say that again. I believe many believers would greatly benefit, actually believe all believers would, (laughs) by listening to biblically-based positive thinking teachers and preachers. It should not be the only food in our spiritual diet, but without it, we will most likely be living joyless, pessimistic, unworthy, and falling far short of our potential. My favorite definition of hope, and if you've been hanging around me a lot, you know this, it's this. Hope is the belief that the future will be better than the present, and I have the power to help make it so. Hope is the belief that the future will be better than the present, and I have the power to help make it so. Hope certainly is a positive perspective on life in the future. Here's two other great definitions of hope. Hope is an overall optimistic attitude about the future based on the goodness and promises of God. Hope is an overall optimistic attitude about the future based on the goodness and promises of God. And hope is the confident, joyful expectancy that good is coming. Hope is the confident, joyful expectancy that good is coming. The more truth we believe, the more optimistic we will be. Let me say that again. The more truth we believe, the more optimistic we will be. But the more lies we believe, the more pessimistic we will be. Romans 15, 13. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. In believing is the key words in there. In believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. The moment we believe truth is the moment we get filled by the God of hope. Increasing hope is one of the main evidences we're renewing our mind with truth instead of lies. Decreasing hope is an evidence we're renewing our mind with lies instead of truth. So how do we get biblical optimism in our lives? It is through meditating on and speaking the promises of God. Here's here's a few of the promises of God that we can do this. And as we focus on these and speak these out, we will have biblical optimism. By the way, biblical optimism is vital because our hope level determines our influence level. And who is the most hope is the most influence. It's difficult to influence that which you do not have hope for. So God is God is faithful. This is one of his promises. The more we believe he is faithful the more optimistic our thoughts and words will be. Listen to Hebrews 10, 23. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. We become biblically optimistic as we believe our prayers are working and changing things. Much of our confident, joyful expectancy comes from believing our prayers are powerful and effective. Say it out loud. My prayers are powerful and effective. Say it again with me. My prayers are powerful and effective. 1 John 5, 14 and 15 says, And this is the confidence that we have toward him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. 
And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the request that we ask of him. It's confidence. Another promise that creates biblical optimism is that all things are working for good. If it's not good yet, God's not done working. Romans 8.28, And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to His purpose. And then the last one I want to mention here is that He is currently completing what He has started in us and around us. This creates optimism. Whoo, He's doing it. My faith is not in me, but in His ability to bring things to a positive completion. Philippians 1.6, And I am sure of this, that He who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. He's completing it. And, and there are so many other promises. By the way, this is the day of Jesus Christ. He is continuing. It's an ongoing thing. And there's so many other promises we could mention. 2 Peter 1, four says, By which He has granted to us His precious and very great promises, so that through them you may become, become partakers of the divine nature. Wow, He's given us promises so that we could be partakers of the divine nature. We are supernatural beings, but as we believe His promises, we partake, we experience it. Truly, our future is as bright as the promises of God. And if of course, our optimism will go off the charts as we gain greater revelation that we have eternal life through Jesus. And we will be with our Lord forever and ever after this life ends. Wow, I mean, that's woohoo! That's good news. Yes, I'm a biblical optimist. It is absolutely a positive way of thinking, but it is connected to the unchanging love and faithfulness of God. And I just see over you, the Lord is releasing uh, just a grace through this podcast for you to break off pessimism, foreboding, and experience biblical optimism like never before. Hey, before I close this, I just want to share some things that as I'm praying for you, I'm sensing today, I'm sensing that uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2 holds a key for you. I'm sensing that there's a connection between those in Washington State and the United States and Florida. There's a supernatural place there. There's doors that are opening to key people in the Ukraine and in Russia. And there's influence that's growing there. Switzerland, they're, they're, the churches in Switzerland are, are, there's fire, that's fires that are converging for national revival. South America, there's a, there's a door opening for many who are listening to influence South America in a great way. The number 217 has meaning. 217, February 17th, uh, the, there's Bible verses, 217, chapter and verse, uh, addresses. The Lord's going to guide people through 217. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this podcast. Steve Backlin here. If you like these, why don't you tell somebody else about it? And we're here to ignite your hope. There's no hopeless circumstances. There's just people 
who do not have hope. And once people get true hope, circumstances cannot stay the same. And remember, too, the joy of the Lord is your strength. We don't need joy at the end of the battle. We need joy in the middle of the battle. For pretty much everybody listening today, today's just not a good day to walk in radical joy. <laughs> you either got, you feel too busy, feel too overwhelmed, too tired, uh, battling personal issues, national things, uh, family things. You know, I've noticed this, that it, it, there's rarely a convenient time to walk in radical joy. And so we stir up our joy today through Thanksgiving by focusing in on what we have more than what we don't have. We stir up our joy by magnifying the Lord, not magnifying the problem. And we do it by delighting ourselves in the Lord because he gives us the desires of our heart. We delight with unfulfilled desires. And then that delighting as we're waiting for what we want to see happen, happen, that delighting is a key. It's a strength and it's a key to seeing those desires realized. Hey, we've been doing something and they've been so powerful. I've been closing most of my podcasts with asking you to pray five seconds for Igniting Hope Ministries from my wife, Wendy, and I. And you know what? We've felt it. We've experienced it. We've, we feel the blessing of the Lord. We feel the hand of God on us like never before. And it's because of you. It's because I, I just, it's so good. Our prayers are powerful and effective. And also I'm trying to model through five-second prayer, that we don't need to do a lot to make a big difference. Often we don't do anything because we feel like what we're doing isn't significant, whether in prayer, whether in financial giving, whether it's uh, volunteering for something, whatever. And But that's a lie. And as we attach faith, the Lord spoke to me, as a young leader, when I was saying, I can't wait until I do something great for you. And he said, instead of waiting to do something great for me, why don't you attach great faith to what you're doing now and it will become great. So let's take five seconds. You pray for Igniting Hope Ministries for us. Take five seconds right now. Thank you. Wow, wow, wow. Yes, amen and amen. Thank you for that. Hey, thank you, too, for those who have sown financially into Igniting Hope. It blesses us so much. And if that's a desire of yours, you can go to ignitinghope.com and find the donate button. And that would be such a blessing. And also, if you're not signed up for our newsletter, you can go to ignitinghope.com and sign up and you'll receive information about what's happening. We're starting a thriving church leadership online 12-week course in April. In June, we're going to be doing the Culture of Empowerment 12-week online course with my brother Phil Backland. It's going to be great. We have other courses coming up as well in Igniting Hope. Connie Jones from our team, uh, just a great woman of faith. She's got a course com coming up that's, that's going to be epic. All right. Bless you, bless those of you who are doing our Negativity Fast, Positivity Feast, our 40-day event, and you're listening to this. I, I just write it in the middle of this Negativity Fast, Positivity Feast. Just speak a blessing over you. Going to be in Atlanta, Georgia at the end of the month. Here in March, I'll be in Concord, California at the beginning of April, and it looks like I'm going to be in Germany in May. 
We hope that you have been blessed by this message. For more resources, you can visit our website at ignitinghope.com.